Hi, and welcome to the very first installment of FinTech First. I'm your host, Anthony Perosi. I've been thinking a lot about you, my audience, since the new year started, and to keep the content both educational and trendy, I'm pulling back the curtain on what has been brewing in my finance laboratory. While finance transformation remains at the very core of what I'm passionate about delivering to you as a listener or a potential client, the fintech industry demands that we remain on the cutting edge of all the emerging products that are advancing professional services firms all over the world. To kick off the new year, I'll be providing a rubric that will help your company or your best friend that has just joined that cool new startup quickly and easily determine what finance and accounting software will complement your bottom line. As the great 21st century debate continues between what I call the big three, which are traditional ERP platforms, on-premise, and software as a service or SaaS platforms, there have been multiple business cases published in magazines like CIO and Financial Management. While many of these business publications have written articles, commentaries, and in some cases, long-winded diatribes, I'm going to share a reference tool that you can use as part of the purchasing decision-making process. Without further ado, let's unveil the rubric. There are five evaluation criteria in this rubric, and I'm going to quickly summarize the punchlines for each one. The first one is maintenance and service upgrades. If you have ever worked at a company that has Oracle PeopleSoft or SAP FICO as your primary finance and accounting engine, then this probably does not come as a surprise to you. At the left end of this scale, these traditional ERP systems require extensive development support and in-house IT resources normally do not have the expertise to run these patches successfully. This is why, at the right-hand side of the screen, the SaaS revolution has become the most appealing choice in this respect. The maintenance burden is fully outsourced to somebody else at a relatively lower cost. The next criterion is disaster recovery. Again, SaaS is at the very top of the stack because all business continuity risk is located off-site. And therefore, any liability associated with a faulty or destroyed server is outsourced to the cloud provider. However, with on-premise, disaster recovery is truly a disaster because the whole platform is typically stored on a single server, which makes this by far the worst option. The next criterion is impact to bottom line. Since on-premise applications are managed in-house, long-term maintenance costs are far less than your traditional ERP. Generally, these are a good investment for small to medium-sized businesses that don't anticipate scaling globally in the future. However, SaaS comes out yet again on top since the releases are standardized for all customers and there is no staff augmentation needed to troubleshoot an upgrade. The only costs here are for security and server hosting. The next criteria are degree of customization and user experience. While the traditional ERP 
is fairly customizable. It normally is clunky as far as the user experience is concerned. With on-premise, users generally get the UI of their choosing, but it comes at a higher cost than originally anticipated. On the far right, a third-party cloud services provider handles virtually all the maintenance and upgrade administration, but the trade-off is that you get a UI that is far less customizable and requires significant change management with business users when you migrate from one of the other two platforms. It is probably clear to you that I am recommending SaaS platforms as the best product that money can buy. That is, of course, if your company culture is one of progressive thinking rather than allowing old habits to override innovation and efficiency. Given my background as a Workday implementation advisor and specialist, I have plenty of reason to shamelessly promote the SaaS market, which has already exceeded $100 billion as of 2020. However, you need to decide which of the above factors is most important to your organization because that should influence your final decision. For example, if your first priority is a first-class user experience, then SaaS may not be the right product for you. Overall, though, SaaS does take the proverbial cake if you are looking for a balanced solution. While choosing the right finance and accounting software is important for streamlining, and enhancing your finance operations, it must be complemented with strong processes, particularly in the areas of record to report, order to cash, and procure to pay. Sound familiar? That's because I've mentioned them in a previous article, which I've published on LinkedIn, called Finance Transformation, Friend or Foe. And it's the essence of why FT2OM exists because of its mission to educate and innovate the way that companies implement their finance transformation programs. My next publication and podcast series will be focusing on breaking down each process component and how they contribute to a company's bottom line. Please stay tuned here for this series and please do react provide feedback, or simply just take a position on the content in this article. If you are interested to view this in more detail, it will be shared on all of my social media platforms, which will include LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Please be on the lookout for FT201.